0: Hi everyone, this is Dennis. I have a special product announcement about a great gift, the Digital 2 7-inch Pad Deluxe. It has many of the great features that you would find on the more expensive tablets. I'll be selling this tablet with the option of purchasing it with a 32 gigabyte SDHC card filled with whatever content is available for your choice. Now you'll choose from either cartoons, westerns and sci-fi and the westerns and sci-fi are going to be broken down to where you can say I want only TV or I want movies. For example, I put cartoons on one of these 32 gigabyte SDHC cards. It holds over 50 hours of cartoons. Now that is a great gift. I'm giving this tablet to all of my grandchildren. Go to oldtimeradiodvd.com and check out this perfect gift for Christmas. Only 25 available. Order today at oldtimeradiodvd.com. You'll be glad you did.
1: From New York City... The makers of Clippercraft Craft Clothes for Men, and more than 1,200 leading retail stores from coast to coast, present that immortal character created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes, starring John Stanley. <laughs> this week's story, The Adventure of Black Peter.
2: Watson? Yes, Holmes?
1: Hang her on that meat hook, will you?
2: Oh, very well, Holmes. But, it, what are you up to?
1: Step to one side, my dear Watson. I shouldn't want any blood to scatter on you when I plunge this harpoon into the flesh. Holmes, what on earth? Observe how murder is done, Watson? <laughs> like most men, you want to feel comfortable in your suit, yet it must fit you flawlessly, look crisp, smart, and new as tomorrow. Naturally, you want a fabric you can depend on for long wear. Yes, your suit must look like a really expensive model, but its price ought to make you feel like cheery. Man, Clipper is your suit, because it gives you so much more than you ever could count on for only $40 and $47.50, and here's why. Better than 1,200 of this country's finest independent stores have combined their colossal purchasing power to bring about real savings in manufacturing and distribution costs, and these savings are passed along to you. That's why you can enjoy the longer wear of Clippercraft's wonderful worsted suits at only forty-seven fifty. Slip into one at the friendly independent store in your community that sells Clippercraft. Look over the selection of top coats and sport coats too. You just can't find values to beat Clippercraft. Compare Clippercraft with clothes selling for many dollars more. And now, Dr. Watson, you were going to tell us of the adventure of Black Peter.
2: Ah, yes, Mr. Harris, to be sure. It began in 1895, a most fruitful year for Holmes. He was enjoying an immense practice at 221B Baker Street. Indeed, if I should reveal the identity of some of the illustrious clients who crossed our threshold, I should be guilty of an indiscretion. Chronologically, this adventure took place just after Holmes' famous investigation of the sudden death of Cardinal Tusk and his arrest of Wilson, the notorious East End trainer of canary birds. It properly began in the year 1883 aboard the steam whaler sea Unicorn and in the middle watch of a very dark night.
3: Evening, Mr. Nelligan.
4: Eh?
3: Oh, it's you, Captain. It was so dark here on deck, I couldn't tell who it was. I've
4: been looking for you, Mr. Nelligan. You You have? Aye. You'll be interested to know we sight the and
3: lights in two days.
2: Excellent, Captain, excellent.
3: That's good news for a landlubber like myself. It'll be good to see land again.
4: Aye, but there's a hitch in it. What do you mean? This, Mr. Milligan. Oh. There. There, now. Over the side you go, McGee. Yeah. Twelve years since we sailed the Sea Unicorn, eh, Skipper? Aye. And all that time I've hold up here in this cabin in the Sussex Woods. <laughs> nice and peaceful, like. You've come a long way to see your old cabin, <laughs> Yeah. Have another drink, for old time's sake. Aye. For old time's sake. A good old 1883 in the Sea Unicorn. Ah, now, there was a ship. The best steam whaler ever to make way out of Dundee. Aye, and it's many a blubber whale we harpooned from her, eh, matey? Aye. Drink up, then. Drink up. <coughs> Nothing like good rum to warm the hearts of old shipmates, eh? Ah. I tell you, mate. Hold on. You ain't going to rum, no. Then why not? I changed my mind. Did you now? Never known you to turn down good rum for mate. I'm turning it down now. What do you mean? I've known you too long to let you trick me, Black Peter. I didn't come here to pass the time of day. I got a little business to talk over with you, nice and quiet. And I need a clear head to do it. So, sure. you got a little business, eh, mister? What business? A certain tin box once owned by a passenger aboard the Sea Unicorn. What are you talking about? A mental man named John Neligan, Skipper. John Mulligan Aye. They say he fell overboard one dark night in the middle watch. But I say different. I say he was tipped by the heels and thrown overboard. You yeah, do. I do. You see, I was out. Saw the whole thing myself with my own eyes. Of course. I ain't mentioning any names. The last you'll make. Why did you come to my place here? What do you want? I want half the swag in that tin box you stole from Nelligan, skipper. I'll see you rot. That's why you're wrong, skipper. I'll see you rot. When I tell the police about what happened to John Nelligan, they'll hang you so hard. I'll cut out your tongue first. Stop that knife, skipper. First, lynch your throat, I will. Stop that Get ah, you. Ah. Oh.
1: You know the county of Sussex, of course.
2: Hey, Holmes, Sussex? Yes, of course I do. What about it?
1: We're journeying there on the 10 o'clock train, my dear Watson. Specifically to a little place called Woodman's Lee near Forest Row. Eh, hey, we are? Why? I'm in receipt of an urgent and long telegram from my young protégé with the official police, Inspector Stanley Hopkins. He admits to complete bafflement in the procedure of his duties and begs us to repair there with all possible haste. And there's more to this
2: than just the scenery in Sussex, eh?
1: There is indeed Watson to be exact. Murder. Murder? Yes. It seems that a certain retired sea captain, one Peter Carey, has been mysteriously stabbed.
2: Uh, knife, eh?
1: I did not say that, Watson. Well, my dear Holmes, you say the man was stabbed, but not knife? Precisely, Watson. And this is what gives the case an altogether intriguing and refreshing aspect. Peter Carey was stabbed and pinned to a wall, not by a knife, but by a harpoon. <laughs>
2: You say this forest path leads to Black Peter's cabin, Inspector Hopkins? Yes, Dr. Watson, we'll be there presently. Um, Hopkins, you tell me you found no footprints before the heavy rain
1: last night obliterated all signs? No, Mr. Holmes, I found no footprints. Meaning that you saw none? I assure you, Mr. Holmes, there were none. Oh, come, come, Hopkins. You're beginning to sound like your senior colleague, Inspector Lestrade. Uh, Yes, sir, but... My dear Hopkins, I have investigated many crimes, but I've never yet seen one that was committed by a flying creature. As long as a criminal remains on two legs, so long must there be some indentation, some abrasion, some trifling displacement which can be detected by the scientific searcher. I trust you'll remember that in the future, my lad. Yes, Mr. Holmes. I'm sorry I did not telegraph you sooner, but quite all right. But hello, there's the cabin just ahead. Perhaps we may be able to lean heavily on what we find within.
2: Holmes. Look at that body. Pinned to this wall by a steel harpoon. Not very pretty, is it, Watson? Well, oh, dash it, Holmes, in position, I'm supposed to be hardened to this sort of thing. But I must confess that this this gave me a bit of a start. Quite
1: a terrifying sight, Watson, yet fascinating. Note how the steel harpoon was thrust clean through the man's chest, impaling him against the wall, his face
2: twisted in agony like a lost soul in torment. Yes. Yeah. The surprise visitor turned out to be a most unpleasant scoundrel, I must say.
1: On the contrary, Watson, Peter Carey's visitor was no surprise. He met his murderer by appointment. How do you know that, Mr. Holmes? The elementary, my dear Hopkins. Observe that although Peter Carey was killed late at night, he was fully dressed. Note, too, that the bed has not been slept in, and that on his sea chest he placed a tantalus containing brandy and whiskey for the convenience of his guests. I. Aha. So what is it, Holmes? The spirits in these two bottles. Both the brandy and the whiskey have been unopened. Yes, but Holmes... On the other hand, the bottle of rum on the table there has been almost completely consumed. you consider this significant, Mr. Holmes? I do indeed, Hopkins. Most significant. Holmes,
2: I simply do not see you... Hello.
1: What's this bloodstained notebook doing on the table? Oh, as to that, sir, I found it on the floor near the door and picked it up. It's the only thing I touched. Uh, Soaked with blood on one side. Yes. On which side, Hopkins, were the bloodstains? Above or below? Why, on the side next to the floorboard. Which proves, of course, that the book was dropped after the crime was committed have a look inside. Yes, seems to be a list of stock exchange securities. And on the first page, two sets of initials, JHN and CPR. What do you make of them, Hopkins? Why, if you ask me, Mr. Holmes, I'd say it's possible... J.H.N. was the name of the broker, and C.P.R. the name of his client. Pretty sound deduction, I should say, Holmes. Rubbish, Watson. Hey. The J.H.N. eludes me for the moment, but I'll wager a sovereign that the initial C.P.R. stands for Canadian Pacific Railway. Why, Joe, Mr. Holmes, of course. What a fool I've been. Canadian Pacific Securities, of course. But but what's an old sea dog like Peter Harry got to do with stock exchange? Precisely what I propose to find out. Oh, Hopkins. Uh, Yes, sir? I presume you noticed by the dust imprint that something was taken from this shelf. I get it. It's an oblong shape, as you will observe, Mr. Holmes. It might have been a book or perhaps a box. Whatever it was, the murderer considered it valuable enough to take with him. There's no other evidence of robbery. Well, well, gentlemen, let us go. We've seen enough of this room.
2: What are you going to do now, Holmes?
1: Reflect, Watson. Perhaps a walk in these beautiful woods will serve to... Hello. Look at the lock on this door. What about it, sir? Someone's been tampering with the lock. Observe, the woodwork is cut. Hopkins. Yes, Mr. Holmes? Were these scratches here when you left last evening? Uh, no, sir, they were not. What do you think of it, Holmes? I think Fortune's been very kind to us, my dear Watson.
2: Well, I think sir, I don't see... Come, that. come,
1: Watson. It's all quite plain. Our nocturnal marauder is obviously a very poor burglar. He came expecting to find Peter Carey's door open. Finding it locked, he tried to force it open with a penknife. He failed. Now assuming that he wanted something in the cabin very badly what would he do next why come
2: back the next night with a heavier tool
1: precisely then you think this burglar fellow will return tonight i do indeed hopkins and it'll be our fault if we are not here to receive him at close quarters
2: Showed shown up yet. Patience, Watson, patience. I must confess that lying in a Sussex bush for five hours on a cold, damp night like this isn't to my taste. That old leg wound of mine is beginning to pain. I regret that this long and melancholy vigil is so
1: uncomfortable, my dear Watson, But we may yet hope that... Aha, someone's at the gate.
2: Down low, both of you, he's coming. Yes. He's looking at my white He stopped at the cabin door. Yes. He's broken in the stones.
1: Come on Watson, Hopkins. We've got him trapped in the cabin. Now is the time to close with our body. Tomorrow, go visit your Clippercraft dealer. See his showing of Clippercraft for Paul. Just feel the luxurious fabrics and consider the superb cut and made for you fit. You just have to agree, Clippercraft suits look many dollars more than the forty or forty-seven fifty you pay. Now here's the reason Clippercraft is so easy on your budget. That reason is pure logic. More than twelve hundred of America's finest stores from coast to coast combine their huge buying power for savings in production and distribution. An operation of this scope naturally keeps Clippercraft great tailoring plants on a full working schedule the whole year round. Manufacturing expenses are obviously reduced. Anyone can see that this results in real savings for the millions who wear Clippercraft. That's why Clippercraft suits are such staggering values at only $40 and47.50. That's why men who know insist on Clippercraft clothes. So be sure to visit the Clippercraft store in your city.
3: These leading stores in the metropolitan area are proud to add their names to Clipper Craft in your suits, top coats, and sports jackets. In Manhattan, John Wanamaker Men's Stores, Broadway at 8th and 67 Liberty Street. Sack 34th, Broadway at 34th. In Brooklyn, Abraham and Strauss. In Newark, New Jersey, Boulevard Men's Shop, Kresge, Newark. And in Jamaica, the B&B Clothes Shop, 16408 Jamaica Avenue. <laughs>
2: And now let's return to our story, Dr. Watson. Well, Mr. Harris, we poured into the cabin and found a frightened youth who put up no resistance whatsoever. He had one of Black Peter's logbooks in his hand, dated August 1883, but Inspector Hopkins snapped the handcuffs on him. He was a frail youth, obviously a gentleman, and so frightened he could hardly speak.
3: Now, my fine fellow, who are you? Inspector, I... If you imagine that I had anything to do with Captain Carey's death, you're wrong. Believe me, I'm innocent. Suppose you tell us your name. It's Nelligan. John Hartley Nelligan. Indeed. And the initials
1: would be J.H.M. What do you think of that, Mr. Holmes? I'll digest it later, my dear Hopkins. Now then, Nelligan, your name has a familiar sound. I seem to recall it in connection with financial circles in London.
3: Yes, I... My father was a partner in the banking firm of Dawson and Melligan. By Jove, Holmes, I recall
2: it now. The West Country bankers who failed for a million and ruined half the county families in Cornwall. Yes. And it seems to me your father disappeared with some of the securities.
3: It's a lie. He simply needed time to realize them and pay back his investors. It's true he fled with a tin box of securities, but he left a list with my mother and swore that he would come back with his honor cleared. And where did your father go, Melligan? He started in a small vessel for Norway in August of 83. Then we never heard from him again.
1: Aha! Uh-huh. But later, the securities he'd taken with him turned up in the market.
3: Yes, yes, Mr. Holmes. That's just what happened. I spent many months tracing the original seller, and finally I discovered that he was Captain Peter Carey, otherwise known as Black Peter, one of the sea unicorns.
1: Now we're getting somewhere. The distance between a disappearing banker and a sea captain pinned to a wall with a harpoon has
2: shrunken considerably, eh, Watson? <laughs> so it seems, oh. So it seems.
3: How do you think Black Peter acquired your father's securities, Milligan? That's why I came to the cabin to find out. I suspected some sort of foul play. So you came to Peter Carey's cabin and found
1: him dead. You then checked the logbooks for August 1883, hoping for a clue to your father's disappearance, and you found none.
3: No, the pages for that month have been ripped out of this logbook. Uh, Mr. Holmes.
1: Yes, Hopkins. With your permission, I'll ask Young Nelligan here a few questions. By all means, Hopkins. I've quite finished. Uh, now then, my lad. You came to the cabin last evening,
3: but you could not break the lock. Is that correct? Yes, Inspector, that's correct. And you were not in the cabin before that? No, sir. Then how do you account for this notebook with your initials, J.H.N.? I. I don't know. I, I thought I, I lost it at the hotel. We found it at the scene of the crime. It was covered with blood. It proves that you were there at the time. That you quarreled with Peter Carey, You took down the harpoon from the wall, ran him through, and in your fight, dropped the book. No. Uh, no, Inspector. That's not true. It's not true, I tell you. You tell us a cock and bull story of wanting to see a log book. What you wanted was to recover this blood-stained notebook. You knew it was evidence of the hangman's loose. Yes. Inspector, for the love of heaven, I, I tell you, I'm innocent. I swear it. Uh, perhaps the man has something on his side, Inspector. Then no. we'll let the jury decide that, Mr. Holmes. On the face of the evidence, Nelligan, I am arresting you for murder.
2: Uh, yes, Watson? About young Hopkins and his arrest of Nelligan back there at Goodman's Lee. What about it? Well, uh, I can't say I blame the inspector on second thought. That bloodstained notebook is certainly damning evidence, and certainly Nelligan had a motive. It seems clear that Black Peter did away with his father, stole the securities, and... His... Oh, rubbish, What? Eh? Frankly,
1: I'm disappointed in Stanley Hopkins, and his methods do not commend themselves to me. They smack too much of
2: Lestrade. I had hoped for better things. But the bloodstained notebook, Holmes, on the scene of the crime, and Nelligan's strange return... Granted, to the... my
1: dear fellow, but one should always look for a possible alternative and provide against it. The first rule of criminal investigation. Well, I confess, I'm confused. Are you, Watson? Are you indeed? Then let me ask you a question. Would you say young Nelligan was a big and powerful man?
2: I, why no?
1: No, bigger or stronger than myself, for example. I should say he was less sturdy than yourself, Holmes. But dash it, what's all this got to do with... It? In an hour, Watson, I hope to demonstrate to your own satisfaction that young John Nelligan could not possibly have murdered Black Peter Carey. Oh, I Oh, hello, here's Paddington Station, Holmes. Quite. Right. But at uh, this time, Watson, we shall stay on the train and change for the east end of the docks. Eh, why? There's a certain shop on Ratcliffe Highway near Commercial Road East and the Shadwell Fish Market. It excels in accessories for the fishermen. And I wish to make a purchase there. A purchase? A- Good Lord, Holmes, what kind of purchase? A harpoon, my dear Watson. Do you want to purchase a harpoon, sir? I do. I want it heavyweight and in steel. Well, my good man, what are you staring at? Perfectly simple request, is it not? Uh, Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Only... uh, Only what? Well, you don't look like the sort of man who would be
4: interested in harpoon. I'm
1: interested in prompt service and the article I requested. Uh, Yes. You uh, you just
2: wait a moment, sir. Holmes, you still haven't told me what the devil you want with a harpoon. How is it harpoon
3: used in all the latest whalers and sealing vessels, sir?
2: Capital
1: capital good have too. I'll take it very good sir of course you'll want us to deliver it on the contrary I'll carry it with me you
2: You mean you're going to wander about London uh,
1: carrying a harpoon this is no time to stand on dignity my dear fellow come we'll be off to see our old friend Allardyce Allardyce you mean Allardyce the butcher exactly my dear Watson Well, good afternoon, Allardyce. Good
2: afternoon, Mr. Holmes.
1: Mr. Holmes. No need to spare, Allardyce. This steel spear is merely a harpoon, and I'm carrying it on a serious mission. Well, it seems to me every eye in London was upon us on our way here. You're much too sensitive, my dear Watson. Now then, Allardyce, as to your stock in trade... Well, I, we have some excellent name shops, Mr. Holmes, and if you like a nice kind of bait. As a matter of fact, Allardyce, I'm interested in neither at the moment. What I want is a dead pig... Dead pig, pig. Holmes. What the juice? You must have a pig carcass hanging somewhere in your back shop, Allerdyce. Oh yes, Mister Holmes. Matter of fact, I have. But... Then I should like the pleasure of meeting this porker at once. Is the pig carcass hanging from this hook, Mister Holmes? Ah oh, yes. Capital. Capital, a good, thick animal. Now, Watson, if you'll hold my coat... Holmes,
2: what the devil are you up to? Watson?
1: I'm merely going to try out this harpoon, my dear Watson. Now, if you'll step back, I shall attempt to plunge it into this carcass with all my might and at close
2: quarters.
4: Observe.
2: Uh. Ah, you see, Watson? Well, all I see is you've stuck that steel barb into an unoffending carcass of meat. Use your eyes, man. Use your eyes. Nope. I plunged the harpoon into that carcass with all my strength. Yet the barb went but halfway through. I see. Then you mean that young Nelligan was incapable of impaling Peter Carey to the wall with a harpoon. Precisely, Watson. If I couldn't turn
1: the trick here, Nelligan couldn't possibly have pierced Black Peter through at the cabin. It's beyond his physical power and mine.
2: Well, then if it wasn't young Nelligan, who was it, Hope? All in good time,
1: Watson. All in good time. First, we know it was a powerful man, a giant in strength. Second, we know it was a sailor. Eh, how? Obvious, my dear Watson. First, the man who killed Peter Carey had to handle a harpoon deftly and speedily. Remember, it was hanging on the wall when Black Peter pulled his knife. Then, of course, there was the spirits. the spirits? What spirit The murderer was drinking with Black Peter. He left the brandy and whiskey untouched and drank only rum. Hence, further proof that the killer was not a landlubber, but a seafaring man. But come, Watson, we must be off. Yes, Holmes, where? First, I must dispatch a telegram to Dundee. Later, if fortune's with us, we'll go to the Daily Chronicle and insert an advertisement on the shipping page.
2: What kind of advertisement?
1: My dear Watson, I propose to start an Arctic expedition. You'll excuse me, Mr. Holmes, but why did you ask me here at Baker Street this morning? My dear Hopkins, I propose to make your journey here quite worthwhile. Oh, indeed, Mr. Holmes, how? I expect that the murderer of Peter Carey will be here shortly to pay us all a call. What? Rather an interesting surmise, eh, Inspector? Can't say I can go along with it, Mr. Holmes. I have my murderer already, young Mr. Nelligan, and the evidence to convict him before a jury of his peers. Do you indeed, Hopkins? Yes, sir. I have my man. But are you sure you can produce yours? Quite. You see, Hopkins, I advertised for
2: the murderer to call on me. You what, I don't blame you for being properly confused, Inspector. Heavens knows I was... Uh
1: Someone's coming up the
2: stairs. Open the door, Watson. Very well, Holmes.
1: I'm sure this is our man. His step sounds like the tread of a giant. My name is Patrick Cairns. I have your advertisement here. Are you a harpooner?
4: Aye, sir. Twenty-six voyages. What ship? Sea Unicorn, out of Dundee.
1: Very well, Terence. First, yours. Now, if you're just kind here, on the desk.
4: Very good, sir.
1: Hopkins, Watson, help me pin him
4: down. There, hey, What's Holmes. this? Uh, try to hang oh, eye me, you. would you? Look out, Holmes. That, and his man is uh, as strong uh, as a bull. Hopkins uh, your hands up uh, 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 hand, just right, uh, Mr. Holmes. Right. Uh, All right, uh, my man, that'll do. You're dealing with the law here. What is this? What's the meaning of this? You might call it an arrest, Terence.
1: To be specific, I'm afraid we must detain you for the murder of your old captain,
4: Peter Carey.
1: Ah, good evening, Hopkins. Mr. Holmes, I have just come here to apologize for my, my stupid pity. Yes, Inspector? Why, Peter Cairns has just confessed. Uh, naturally, I released some yelling at once. I see. Cairns knew Black Peter had done away with Nelligan's senior and taken the securities. Later, he tried to blackmail Peter and finally killed him. Eh, Hopkins? That is correct, Mr. Holmes. But,
2: Holmes, how was young Nelligan's
1: securities notebook found on the seat? Young Nelligan neglected to tell us that he'd paid a previous visit to the cabin Watson. he was afraid to incriminate himself Of course, No doubt he'd seen an opinion corpse. Fled in haste, dropped his notebook, and slammed the door shut behind him. And later, he returned to find it lost. That's the way it was, Mr. Holmes. Exactly the way it was. But how did you know this sailor, carriage? Elementary, my dear Hopkins. I knew it was a sailor, and that he must have come from Peter Carey's old crew, the sea unicorn. They drank together, as you know. And later on, by the dust pattern on the shelf, we knew some sort of box was missing. The box with the stolen securities. they have... Exactly, Watson. After that, Hopkins, I telegraphed Dundee, and found that only one harpooner of the old sea unicorn crew was alive. A giant of a man named Patrick Cairn. And since there was no record of his shipping elsewhere, the man was in a mood for an attractive person. And so you advertised for the murder. Quite, Watson. And as you saw, the results were most gratifying. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, Watson, if I may forego my usual modesty for a moment, I believe this adventure deserves a special place in your memoirs. <laughs> So it does, Doctor Watson. But how did John Elligan Senior appear on the Sea Unicorn?
2: Well, Mister Harris, his yacht foundered in a storm. He was picked up by Black Peter's vessel and only survivor. Later, as you know, Peter Carey threw him overboard upon learning of the valuables in the tin box. Oh, I see. I might add that ultimately the honor of the Elligan name was revived, and shortly thereafter Holmes and I went to Norway for a well-earned holiday.
1: <laughs> I would say you had it coming to you, Doctor. But now, Doctor Watson, what about next week's adventure?
2: Well, next week, I shall relate to you the fabulous windmill. It concerns the baffling disappearance of a dike inspector, a mystifying wooden cabin, and a technique for committing murder that would be best employed in Holland.
1: Well, we'll be on hand to visit the fabulous windmill next week, Dr. Watson. The makers of Clipper Craft Clothes and more than 1,200 stores from coast to coast have brought you another in the new series of broadcasts featuring the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Our stories are based upon the character Sherlock Holmes, created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and the program is produced and directed by Basil Lochran. Sherlock Holmes is played by John Stanley, Dr. Watson by George Feldman, this week's story was written by Max Ehrlich with special music by Albert Berman. If you don't know your Clippercraft dealer, write Clippercraft, 200 Fifth Avenue, New York City. Be sure to listen next week to Sherlock Holmes in The Fabulous Windmill. <laughs>
4: Ty Harris speaking for Clippercraft Craft with the Mutual Broadcasting System.
1: In just a moment, you'll hear behind the front page with Gabriel Heater.
4: Eastern Airlines now ready
2: for departure.
1: Tried and proven dependability over billions of passenger miles. That's Eastern's famous airliners and Eastern's experienced pilots. For double dependability, fly Eastern, the tried and proven airline.
4: This is WOR. New York.